Hello, and welcome back to 3D Printing Basics. This is episode number 15, and in this episode, we're going to be going over the power consumption of 3D printers. But before we do that, I have a big announcement I want to make. We are almost at 50 five-star reviews on this podcast on Spotify. And so what I've decided to do is once we hit 50 five-star reviews, I'm going to buy myself an Ender 3. I just think it's a good idea for me to have one, and I want to relate to every one of my audience members as close as I possibly can. And I think getting an Ender 3 and tinkering with it, sharing my experiences with it is going to be the best way to do that. And at 100 five-star reviews, I'm going to be giving away a Sovel SVO7 to one of my listeners. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to keep you updated. Hopefully we can hit 55 star reviews by the end of the year. So if you're listening and you're able to, please rate this five stars. I would really appreciate it. All right. With that being said, this episode is going to be all about power. We are going to talk about how much power 3D printers consume and what the cost of running these 3D printers can be. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to me in that when I was getting my first 3D printer, the power draw was a huge concern. I knew how long print times would get, and I didn't want my electric bill to be skyrocketing because of these long print times. However, come to find out, printers don't pull as much power as you think. Let's bust that myth and take a look at the numbers. First, let's talk about the different stages of pulling power. Just for reference, I'm going to be using a Bamboo Lab printer as my baseline because those are the only printers that I have. And so for the first stage is going to be the idle stage. So it's when your printer is on, it's not doing anything, it's just sitting there. And during that stage, it pulls about 25 watts. And the reason it pulls anything at all is because it's running the screen and also running some lights and as well as sometimes it's running the fans. So it needs a little bit of power to be able to run all these things while it's idling. And if you are efficient, your printer shouldn't be idling for very long. So this is not a huge concern. The biggest power draw comes when heating up for obvious reasons. You need a lot of power to conduct the large amount of heat needed to get both the nozzle and the bed to temperature. This process pulls around 850 watts, which yes, is a lot of power, but in the case of the bamboo, it's only doing that for maybe a few minutes. Once it gets up to temperature, it requires far less power to actually keep it at these temperatures. So again, it's a ton of power, but overall not a huge concern because it's only pulling this much power for a very short amount of time. Finally, the last stage, and what I think is the most important stage, is going to be when it is running. While the Bamboo Labs printer is running, it tends to pull on average 135 watts. This number can fluctuate up and down but from what I've seen, it typically averages out at around 135. I think this is the most important number because 95% of the time that the printer is on, it's going to be running and printing something. So this is the number we should care about the most. And 135 watts is very low compared to household appliances. For example, that number is over 11 times less than a normal coffee maker. Now, of course, the difference is obviously going to be the runtime. I calculated the cost of running a Bamboo Labs printer 12 hours a day, every day, at 135 watts of power. For the cost per kilowatt, since I live in California, I use California's rate of around 29 cents per kilowatt. All this calculates out to be around $14 per month for just one printer. 
which is only about a 12% increase from the average California electric bill of $170 per month. So when I ran these numbers, I was honestly very surprised. I was expecting a 30 to 50% increase from just the one printer, just because the long run times and it being on almost half the month. But I will absolutely take $14 a month. Something to think about for us beginners is that it is very, very unlikely that you will be running your printer 12 hours a day all month long. Chances are it's probably difficult to reach even half that number. The reason I chose this number is because I wanted to pick something that was on the higher end to sort of give you the maximum number that you're probably going to be reaching while you are in the beginning stages of 3D printing. Also, I run a print farm with five printers running about this much on average, maybe even a little bit more. So I wanted to see what the numbers would look like for me. Please take into account your print time when running these printers. And speaking of your print time, if you want to calculate this yourself, please do. It's really easy. There is all the information you need online for the power draw of your printer, the cost of power in your state or country, and there are even cost per kilowatt calculators out there for you to use. That's what I used. I just simply looked up the cost per kilowatt of electricity in California, and a calculator popped up where all I had to do was put in, I have it right here, I'll look at it right now. You put in the wattage, you put in the daily usage, the number of hours, and the cost per kilowatts, which I also looked up to get the 29 cents in California. And then it calculated it for me. And it was really, really simple. It probably took me a solid 10 minutes to get all this done. So it's really simple and it's really fast to be able to calculate all this and get accurate numbers for yourself. I'm a big advocate for knowing all the numbers when it comes to your 3D printer, and these numbers are easy to find, so I highly suggest checking out for yourself. Another thing I wanted to talk about that relates to power is things like power outages and power surges. So there was a big problem at the beginning of the 3D printing space, specifically when the whole Ender 3 revolution kind of started. People were really nervous about fires starting from these 3d printers because they didn't have great fire protection and they had this issue called thermal runoff where the temperature sensor would break in nozzles and then the temperature would just keep skyrocketing until it eventually got so so hot that it would start a fire and there were definitely a couple cases of this turning out very poorly now, thankfully, things have come a long way, and that's no longer an issue because 3D printers come stock with thermal runaway protection, and now they will immediately shut off. But another thing that is a problem are power outages and power surges. So most 3D printers come with what they call power outage protection, which basically what it does is when there's a sudden power stoppage or it's the printer itself stops getting power, it remembers where it stops and when the power turns back on, the printer will pause and you will theoretically be able to start it where it stopped and be able to continue with this print. However, the issue that I have with this is that it's never worked for me in the three or four times that there have been a power outage. And the reason for this is because what the printer remembers in terms of where it stops is it remembers what line or what layer of the print it was working on. And that's where it will stop. So say you're in the middle of working on one layer, you're halfway through it and the power goes out. The printer will stop and then start over from that layer. It won't start halfway in exactly where you stopped. And what this causes is a lot of 
layer skips when you start it up again and it also causes layer bulging and every single print that i've been working on that's happened during a power outage has been ruined because of this so that's something that i think needs to be worked on in the 3d printing industry is the power outage protection but one way you yourself can protect against power outages is getting what's called a ups an uninterrupted power supply and what these guys do is they store power in the case of a power outage you plug your 3d printer into this and then you plug the ups into the wall and it can run your printer for up to 15 minutes after a power outage has occurred now yes that's not a whole lot but power outages especially here in california most of the time they only last a couple minutes so it would save an incredible amount of time for me if I was able to get some of these guys and then it would run for the five, 10 minutes that the power's out and then the power kicks on and the printer never actually stopped. That would be absolutely huge. And it's why I'm definitely going to buy some when I get more printers in my farm for sure. So that's just something to consider is watch out for power outages. And if you just get a normal power strip, normally they have surge protection. So not a whole lot to worry about there, but definitely look into a UPS if you are running super long prints and you're worried about a power outage occurring in your area. Well, there you have it. If your family is telling you, no, we can't get another one, the power bill is gonna kill us, show them this episode and use it to justify buying five more printers. I'm totally kidding, of course. Please don't put me in the middle of an argument. But I do hope that you learned a little something from today's episode and now have a little bit more insight about your 3D printer. Don't forget to like and subscribe and rate this five stars. Remember, once we hit 55 star reviews, I'm going to be doing a giveaway. I'm sorry for this episode being a little bit shorter than my normal episodes. I've been very busy around the holidays and haven't had as much time to put into this podcast, but I still really appreciate all the support. I'm getting tons of messages. I'm getting a lot of good reviews, and I just really appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to this podcast. So thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.